You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, welcome in. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful sunshine state of Florida. Thanks for listening. This is episode 235, and today we're going to be talking about the word glory. What does it mean? How do we define it, biblically speaking? Uh, excited uh, to dive into this. This episode has been inspired by an email that I got from a regular listener, uh, a regular listener by the name of Kene. I actually answered one of her questions in a previous episode, episode 234, and then uh, now I'm going to dive into another one of her questions. Uh, before I dive into the content, just want to say a welcome to anyone who's new. If you're new to the podcast, glad to have you. And then I just want to say a big thank you to all of you who are loyal listeners, those of you who've been tracking with me for a while and been a, been a part of the loyal fan base for this podcast. Just big, big shout out to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for allowing me to have a voice in your life. And just incredibly honored by the fact that so many of you allow me to uh, to speak into your life or that you you send me emails uh, and questions and you allow me to, to answer them. And you actually listen to my opinion. That's uh, such a big deal. So thank you so much. All right, let's get to the let's get to the topic at hand and talk about the word glory. Um, most parts of the scriptures, when we talk about the word glory, uh, we're talking about the idea of honor and fame. Um, you know, glory is the idea of being lauded or being respected, being hailed, um, and 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 being looked at as sort of the the example that we ought to look for. Uh, for example, in the world of sports, let's say Tom Brady, he's a quarterback uh, for the New England Patriots. He's largely considered the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Side note, if you don't know football, the quarterback is the guy who throws the football. So I apologize if that insults anyone's intelligence. I don't mean to. just wanted to make sure everyone's on the same page. So Tom Brady, he's the quarterback, the guy that throws the ball, plays for the New England Patriots. Um, he is very, very good at what he does. And people ha- you know, hail him as great. People talk about him as great. Whenever his name comes up, people think about him fondly, unless you are uh a, t- a fan of a team that is a rival of the Patriots, let's say like the Steelers or the Dolphins, um, then you maybe have anger or frustration to toward Tom Brady um, or jealousy because you wish you could be him. Uh, but in general, most people when they uh, when they think of Tom Brady or they're thinking about uh, how good he is at what he does and how he's the best to ever have done it or you know considered one of the best to have ever played quarterback um, that he's won five championships and we we consider what it might be like and and, and how much uh, joy he brings New England Patriots fans the fans of the team are, are, are brought great happiness because of Tom Brady he satisfies their cravings for success to for uh, a successful football team in their city or their region the, the fans in Boston crave Brave a good sports team, and Tom Brady is able to deliver upon that, and people then recognize that he is bringing that to their life, that happiness and that satisfaction of craving, and they then have good feelings toward him. They have good thoughts about him. They have this affinity for him. They have a respect for him. If someone speaks badly of Tom Brady, the fans of the Patriots are going to going to kind of knock them down and say, "No, you can't talk about Tom that way." They're going to to fight and. And defend his reputation. All of these 
sentiments are wrapped up in the concept of glory. Glory is the idea that you are being held up and admired, that you are being exalted in one way or another, um, and the recognition that you are bringing satisfaction to those whom are watching you. Um, Ultimately, the glory of God is the most important thing that we ought to uh, that we ought to you know be seeking after. I talked about this extensively back in episode fifty eight. I answered the question, "Why is God consumed with His own glory?" I would encourage you, if if you have not listened to that episode, uh, to everyone to go back and listen to that as soon as possible. I think that episode really answers some really good questions about glory. Um, uh, but the idea of the glory of God is the idea of making God famous, like making sure everyone knows who God is and, and, that, they, and that they get it, that they are exposed to his character and his nature. Um, we want to make sure we introduce people to the fact that God exists. But more importantly, we want to make sure we introduce people to the incredible power and love that we see in our God. We want people to know who God is and we want them to praise him. We want them to honor him. We want him, we want them to to exalt him and lift him up. Just like people do with Tom Brady but on a way bigger scale, right? We 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 want the glory of God to far surpass any glory that any human gets. Um in, in addition to that, God God is satisfied when he, um, when he is being glorified in us, and God is most glorified in us when we are satisfied in Him. Um, it's actually a sentiment from uh, pastor and author John Piper. He's been quoted to say that the idea that um, we crave certain things, and when we come into relationship with God, He satisfies those cravings. He is our satisfaction, and as He satisfies us, it causes us to have good feelings toward Him. It causes us to think good thoughts about Him. It causes us to grow in affinity for Him. It causes us to want to be more intimate with Him and to learn more about Him and to spend time with Him. It causes us to trust Him more than we did before. It causes us to be willing to reject our own human selfish ideologies or our own narrow ways of thinking, and it causes us to be willing to embrace a Christ-honoring, gospel-centric ideology. It causes us to be willing to reject our own way of doing things and to trust in God's way of doing things. Right? That's the result of us being satisfied in him. That is the result of us seeing his glory. We see that he is famous, that he is good, that he is powerful, that he is awesome. And it causes us to seek him out and trust in him. And then it causes us to be satisfied that our cravings, that our needs are satisfied in him, which, which brings us great joy and then causes us to love him even more, to trust him even more, to have good thoughts t- about him and toward him, to have good feelings toward him. And it causes us to want to defend his reputation. If someone speaks ill of God, that we will step in and defend his reputation before 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 uh, them and and refuse to allow them to malign his character the glory of god speaks to the 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 nature of him being lifted up praised exalted and made famous to all the peoples of the earth now in john chapter 17 when jesus says father 
I've given them the glory you gave me. See, the God the Father has given Jesus this incredible amount of glory, like lifted him up, praised him, exalted him, um, allowed others to see him and find satisfaction in him so much so that they would trust him and love him, right? God the Father's doing all these things, glorifying Jesus, and people are starting to follow him, trust him, and love him. Jesus now says to the Father in John 17, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to give this glory to the humans that I am saving, the Christians, the elect, my people. Jesus is going to rescue us and transform us and bring us bring us back into right relationship with the Father, right? Because of our own sin, we're separated from God. Our relationship with God is fractured, but Jesus through the power of the cross makes makes it power uh, or makes it possible and he seals the deal he brings us in relationship right relationship with god the father he ushers in forgiveness of sin and he declares us righteous and then jesus lifts us up before the father and he says father look at what i've done look at the redemption that that uh, that that i have sealed for our people, the ones that you gave me, as J- Jesus says in John chapter six to his father. It's like, listen, I'm going to lift these up and I'm going to make known what I've done in them famous. Now, it's not saying that Jesus is going to worship us or exalt us, but Jesus is lifting us up in such a way that as many people as possible will be able to see the redemption that has been purchased on our behalf. And, that, and, and Jesus is saying, the, the reason I'm doing this is so that people will know that we are, that we are one. Like, the reason why God allows or that Jesus orchestrates the events of your life as a Christian, as a believer, that you to be lifted up, that you would be made famous in some way or another so that the people around you could see, not you, but they could see the redemption in you. And so that they will know that God is is awesome. And ultimately, in the same way where the fans of the New England Patriots, they receive their satisfaction for their cravings by watching Tom Brady, and more importantly, in the same way, we, we receive satisfaction by by uh, by trusting in in, Je- in Jesus, God the Father satisfies us and brings us joy. In the same way, God the Father, He is satisfied. His his uh, inclinations, his craving is to have his son glorified and the redemption of man um, be the evidence of the glory of the son. So God the Father takes joy in, and he takes delight in us because we've been redeemed and made right. Like the same way we take pleasure in God and it satisfies our cravings and it, and it brings us joy. This, the flip is now also true where God takes joy in us, that he craves to see his own son glorified. He has cravings to redeem his people. And when he sees us redeemed through his son, he takes joy in that. He is satisfied. His craving to see us redeemed is totally satisfied. And he takes incredible joy and it causes him to to have deep affinity for the son and for us and he then brings us into relationship and he allows us to experience his love and joy and delight and we we are then invited into this brilliant vibrant love affair that god the father and god the son and god the holy spirit have already had 
for all of eternity. We are invited in to, as my friend Ricky Jones, a pastor in Oklahoma, calls it the the spiral of delight. We are brought into that. We are lifted up, and we and God says, "Look at the redemption that my Son purchased. Look at what He did." We are glorified. We are lifted up and made famous, not for our sake, not because of what we've done, but because of what Christ has done in us and for us. That brings joy to the heart of God the Father. You get to be the object of his affection and you get to be the thing that brings him joy because you have been redeemed through Christ. That, my friends, is an incredibly beautiful picture of the glory of God and how God glorifies us ultimately for mutual love and enjoyment and satisfaction in one another. Friends, we serve an incredible God. Hey, thanks to all my listeners. Thank you for listening. Thanks again to Kane for your email. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your loyal support and your friendship. To everyone listening to this, if you happen to have a question or a topic that you want me to address on a future episode of the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The best address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Also, if you love the podcast, do me a huge favor. Head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show because they help us reach more people. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.